let's talk, let's talk. I am good. Um, had a different week this week, but we're making it through quarantine. Thank you, Jesus. Um, how's everything over there in New York? The crazy New York right now. Oh my goodness. New York is crazy, battling so many things. But with me, it's it's all right. Um, being a mom, doing school, being a teacher, <laughs> everything in one. <laughs> all of that. You're a teacher two times, too, which is crazy. You're a mom yeah. teacher and a actual professional teacher. Yeah, and, and, and I never wanted to teach, ki- like, little kids. So it is tough. I never knew But you're that. a teacher too. No, no, I'm in the education field. But wait a minute. I never knew that you didn't want to be a teacher. No, I didn't want to be a teacher to little kids. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I always wanted to be a teacher to teenagers because you can, like, you can have a conversation with them and they could understand. Absolutely. Yeah, it's totally different. Like, I would never teach K through 12. So I give all props to you. I can only teach, instruct college students everyone else I just feel um I would not be an asset to them so I definitely can only work with college students that's my area but you you you're getting the experience now too you have a little one at home I do I mean not so little but (laughs) he's almost 10 which is crazy for me to think um school it just ended for him last week was his first week off um and it has been so difficult trying to get him acclimated to school being out but we still need you to prepare for fifth grade so I've been trying to get him to read and do a few math problems here and there because I do not want him in fifth grade behind I'm not sure and I feel like yeah I feel like that's the situation now like a lot of kids are going to go back to school um behind just because of the nature of what is going on in the world Absolutely. And that's that's one question I have for you as a professional. Are you all talking or having the conversation about next year? Are you planning to, I guess, catch the students up? Or is the curriculum staying the same? Um, no, everything is changing. Everything has to change. Wow. One, because we have to go into... Um, I don't want to say remedial mode, but it is remedial mode. Like, there are a lot of skills that, that kids, especially with, like, circumstances and home home situations, that they're not going to learn. Um, so I, what they're doing is they're trying to get orientation ahead of time so we can start building in that time and not lose any instruction time to, to rebuff or to, like, build up those skills that they're missing. But we don't even know what next year will look like. Like, we don't know if it's virtual. We don't know if it's in the classroom. Like, we have no clue what next year would look like. So as much as parents want teachers to know what's going to happen, we have no clue. And we're the one to prepare. So there's no – we can't prep because we don't know. Oh, that is crazy. That's something that I've been really worried about. Um, Caleb and I, as you know, have a unique situation uh, so my my grandmother is really hands-on <laughs> with this education. So she has purchased so many fifth grade and fourth grade books. I don't think we could get through them by the time school starts. But um, we're definitely trying to prepare because, like you said, I think so many parents, parents or in my case, guardians, um, lack the ability to teach certain students on certain grade levels. 
So I think it's going to be a challenging situation for um, teachers next year. So all the luck to you, all the prayers, <laughs> because you're definitely going to need it. What are they doing on the um, on the college level? Because I know some colleges, like over here, um, I think it's CUNY. I'm not sure if it's CUNY or SUNY. I do believe it's CUNY, though. They're going virtual for the fall semester. So what's what's going on over there? So what I've been hearing is that most of the universities in this area, um, South Carolina, that I'm um, acclimated with, they're actually planning to um, come back to campus which blows my mind. I am not sure how we're going to do that. Um, My job actually just started phasing people, um, professionals, back in. So we have three different phases um, that they're going to be coming back to campus. Um, And that that includes um, students coming back for summer school, which is, that's really blowing my mind, um, that we're going to have students back in the area. Not so worried about summer school because summer school is, technically mostly online or virtual um, and we do have a few students on campus but my concern is for the fall time um, when we come back and students are full-fledged on campus I, I just can't fathom how this is going to happen with the social distancing um, rule in place so I'm really curious to see how that's going to happen but from what I'm hearing we are planning to open back up normal courts in the fall Yeah, I don't know. But again, I guess it's the area you're in because you, like, you weren't hit as hard as New York was, so. No, not at all. Yeah, it's the area you're in. Absolutely. I think, um, but I also think we should learn from history. Um, New York was hit hard, and it kind of trickled down to where we are in the South, and we were kind of caught with our our heads between our tails is that how the saying goes um so I I feel like we should I don't want to say copy New York but at least learn from New York at this point um are we really going to go back to what we were doing like nothing happened that that concerns me is it primarily um kids from students from your area that go to that school or is it from everywhere? Because I feel like you you brought up a good point. If it's from everywhere and other cities were hit hard, then there's a lot more of a risk going into campus than actually like taking the precautions um, to open up. Absolutely. Our university is very small, um, under 3,500 students, which is, which is a really small university. Um, but we do have so many international students. Like we have our sports, mostly are international students and we have um, students from China Korea Africa um, England like we have students from so many different places and I think it's really important that we be mindful of those students and I can't say I haven't been in on any of those plannings um, to figure out what's going to be done in the future but I hope they're taking into consideration those students and allow them to at least be virtual if that is the case because we do have so many students who um, come from so many places. So that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Um, But I will keep you posted because I'm curious to know what's going to happen in the future myself.
the uncertainties of life now, right? Exactly. So I have one question. How is school going? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Why <laughs> um school is school is school. So I said, oh my gosh, because it's a lot of work. So I love my dissertation chair. Um, he's amazing. He's understanding. He's nice. He's supportive. Like everything that you can ask for in a chair, that is who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about it is it takes a lot of work. And what I'm noticing is right now where I am is I have to do work every day. And I'm not talking about like. 15 minutes of work. I'm talking about like two, three, four hours of work Ooh. every day. I had to go back to do my tennis B. <laughs> I'm still not finished with that. And I have my perspective re- revisions due on Wednesday. So I I got to buckle down because it is, I don't know. Yeah. How's school for you? <laughs> well, um, well, let's catch everyone up first of all, Ansha. So, Ansha and I are both in a doctoral program, and we are really basically at the end of coursework um, and really focusing in on our dissertation. So I think that's important for us to note. Whoop, whoop. Yay. Yay. We are almost Almost out of there. there. Almost there. I personally cannot wait until I'm done. Um, But I will say I want to be completely honest because this is what Ansha and and I's conversation is typically very honest with each other. Um, That's how we kind of make it through. Um, I had to take a break um, at the top of the quarantine event. Typically, I I don't like to stop or take a break, um, but it was just really difficult. Um, having my my little cousin Caleb with me and trying to manage school, his school, working from home and the quarantine life was really um, difficult for me initially and so I just made the decision to uh, take a break after I failed my last course um so that was really difficult for me, but I felt like it was necessary. And if I had to do it all over again, I would take the break before I even got started. So I haven't started back up yet. My first day will be Thursday, and I am really nervous about it. Um, Asha, like she mentioned, she, or you, like you mentioned, you are um, working with your chair, and that's a whole new field, I think. Because like I was telling you when I when I took it the first time, it was almost as though it's one on one, and you can't yeah. slide your way through anything. It's they they are really reading and getting into your yep. your topic and critiquing it, which wasn't critiquing is definitely not a problem for me. It was the quarantine life. It was just way too much. Um, yeah, it was a lot. Like, you have to adjust mentally. Mentally, it was an adjustment. Yes, it was a huge adjustment. Um, and so, for me, that was the reason why I left at that moment. But taking a leave of absence has, I think, opened my um, my my mindset just to go back into it differently. So, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I... Um I was forced to take my break. That's why I didn't take a break. 
But I was forced to take my break because my GPA fell under 3.0 again. Mm-hmm. Full-time mom, business owner, everything in one. <laughs> it happens. Yes, everything. It, it does. And I think, um, as we've mentioned in our previous conversations, it's important for us not to beat ourselves up because we've already yeah. beat so many eyes. Like, we have three and four degrees prior to this one. So... Um, this is one that we should be doing with a different mindset. And I, I've, I've now changed my mindset that this is something that I want. Um, I think it'll help me. But at the end of the day, I've done so much in the past. That I shouldn't beat myself up if I don't finish this one or take a little longer to finish it. So either way, I think yeah. we're moving forward in a positive way. Yeah. You um you brought up a good a good point. Let's let's like backtrack a little bit and give a little bit of history on us. Yes. So, um we're as Ebony said, we're in the same doctoral program. Um and since we're doing it online, we have to meet on campus twice in our program. So the first time was t- December two thousand eighteen. Wow. We were in the same class. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, and a half. That's so crazy. That is. Um, we were in the same class for residency one, and I think a um, couple months after, we just started to talk, and we just started to connect. And since then, every single week, every single Saturday morning, unless like there are circumstances that we can't meet, obviously, because life happens, mm-hmm. um, we would talk to each other. And then, first it was about school, and then it was about like feelings and then it was now it's like about life like that's yes. that's my sister from apart from yes. so far apart so that's how the name came up absolutely yes that's how our name came up we are 783 miles apart that's it but sisters apart yeah and that's <laughs> that's so crazy how um we met that like it just makes me want to just reminisce it's amazing how we met so long ago and it's just like we instantly connected. I think um, it was like we we would have conversation in the class, but we really on the last day, um, right before we left, we actually went to the dining area on campus, and I think lunch we had lunch together with a few other. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Yes, and that's when we changed phone numbers, which was um, I think really started a lifelong friendship sisterhood um that I, yep. I would be um neglecting myself of if we had not had that conversation and just talked so i took that's a year and a half that's crazy yeah so um it it did become a lifelong thing because even if we don't see each other or we see each other once a year so we uh, coordinated to meet up at residency two last year, last December. Oh my goodness! Yeah, is that yes. right? <laughs> yes, last December. That is crazy. Two thousand nineteen. Last yeah, last December, um, and it was just so much more fun mm-hmm. to be there with somebody that I knew and somebody that I talked to all the time. Yes. Like we had a good. I feel like we explored. And it was my birthday week, and it was like, Ebony was like, nope, you are enjoying your birthday. It was just so much fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. You turned 
you're at the end of your 29. You're in your <laughs> 20s. Now, that's a conversation within itself. We'll we'll come back to that. But we did have a great time. It was it was your birthday. Um we had such Oh my goodness, it was so much fun. We explored like you said. You um Big Bro Roy was there. We met him. That was uh, a, yeah, Lana. Yes, so many people. Oh my goodness. We met so many people like really like down to earth. Yes. Dope beautiful people, people. and just hung out. Oh my god. It goodness. made me think about my first year. And how I was so nervous. I was beyond yep. nervous. It's you. You want to know what I think back on? I think back on the second year people that we were there with our first year, and how relaxed they were. They were at the bar drinking. They didn't have a care in the world, and we were there nervous <laughs> as heck, trying to figure out what to do, trying to get our like our minds together. Yes. And then the second year, that was us. Like we were at the bar drinking. Yes. We were, we were doing us. Yeah. Uh, it was. You know, I just I look back and I think like. Wow, that was us sitting there struggling the first year. Yeah. It was, I mean, we were we had our papers in our hands. We had our computers. We were all out there trying to study for these assessments. And mm-hmm. the second year, I think I might have been the only one who didn't drink. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have yeah, been. No, but we, we were all, like, we got out. Yes. We went to a nice club. It was just nice. Like we met, like it's a different feel. It's just a we met so feel. many people. It mm-hmm. was amazing. So many people. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Oh my goodness! See, and this down to the bartender. <laughs> okay, and so this is the kind of conversations we have. So I'm going to actually save that one for off the mic. But yes, that that's something I totally forgot about. I have to. We have to talk about that. I have to get filled in on the and I need to make a, a few text messages to check in on people mm-hmm. yeah wow that's amazing so back to what we were talking about <laughs> before we got to a few people that we had met <clears throat> you are in your last year of your 20s mm-hmm. last year. how <laughs> Isn't it crazy? is that is crazy how was that feeling I have one more one and a half years left. So I I'm down to half a year and then I'll be thirty. <laughs> yes. Um going into going into my last year of my twenties, I can say like the end of November I was I don't know if it was paranoid or concerned or nervous or like I was just like, Oh my goodness, it's my last year of the twenties. I remember when I was younger and thinking, Oh, thirty is so far away. <laughs> What? It's here. I am 29. 30 is a couple months away. Yes. What are you talking about? As of Monday, it'll be six months. It's here. Like, what the heck? Yes. But, um, yeah, but then, again, I had that week in at, at school with you, and then I just let loose, and I was like, I'm, I'll enjoy my, my last year. Yes. And then quarantine happened, and then I think about life like, oh my goodness, it's my last year. I'm about to be 30. What am I really doing with my life? Like, where do I want my life to go? So I think a lot of this quarantine time is like reflecting mm-hmm. and thinking about what my next chapter will be. So I feel like I'm living my next chapter. I'm literally living, consciously living my next chapter. Um, 
and I know they say the chapter starts at 30, but you can, there's always an introduction. Absolutely. This is my introduction. Absolutely. You're pre-30. introduction. My pre-30. <laughs> I like that. My pre-30. You are officially there. So 30 is nothing to, I don't know, it's nothing to be scared of or concerned of. It's just a number. It's how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I feel young. You know, I feel healthy. That's that's the amazing part is people say, "I you're you're young as you feel," and I'm starting to see how that can be true, because in my mind when I was younger I was like, "Hmm, okay," but now I'm almost thirty as well. In a few years, I guess, <laughs> a couple years, I guess I can be honest, um, but. You really are as young as you feel, as as little as I wanted to believe that. You really are as young as you feel, or you're as old as you feel. I mean, it's really based on the individual, so I can understand why they said that now. I can understand it. In the past, I could not. Um, but, yeah, I had such an amazing time for your birthday. I'm glad we uh, went to different places and just saw the city, um, Arizona. <laughs> Is Phoenix. Yep, Phoenix is not what I had pictured. It's a lot more run down than I imagined. Um, But it's a nice place. I wouldn't go there to visit for vacation. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I won't won't either. I think, so the first time I went out there um, was for my graduation from my master's because I got my master's at the same school. That's right, yes. And I went to the Grand Canyon and everything, and it was so much fun to go out there and do that. Mm-hmm. But I think if if I would if I would go back out like for graduation, because we're about to walk across the stage together, yes. together, together. Um, I would I would I would experience more with friends. Yeah, like with you, I would love to see what the what those like historical marks are of the place and really like experience it go back to the Grand Canyon, go to a different part, Mm -hmm. and just, yeah, just experience the world. Absolutely. I think that's something we could actually um, make an awesome video out of, um, us just exploring as we finish our doctorate's program. I I look forward to that day, (laughs) Um, and we can plan. It's supposed to be in April, so let's finish by December, please, fingers crossed. (laughs) Listen, let's be done. And that's the tricky... You just brought up a great point. Um, That's the tricky part about the doctorate's program. Um, You don't know when you're going to finish. I mean, with your undergraduate degrees, you can almost gauge your years, your four years, and and the date that you're going to graduate. But with this doctorate, you, you just never know. You could be thrown a curveball and <laughs> add two years to your program you just you never know um but I I will say I am proud of us because we both started at the end of 2017 and we have almost completed coursework um not even three years later so um I think that's that's pretty awesome yeah um, yeah, because I'm hearing experiences from my uncles who did it. By the way, I would be the first female yes. in my family. Yes. Oh my gosh, on both sides. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, 
but they got theirs in a different time. Mm-hmm. So their experiences is are totally different from my experience, and it's just so interesting to just listen to their stories because I'm like, I'm not going through that, but that's very interesting. Like they, yes. I think they each took ten years to Ooh, finish their program. I could not imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I am over it in the matter of three years. <laughs> I just yeah, <laughs> we are three years in, and it's like, yes, and I, I I'm feeling it. I am. I saw gray hair three days ago, and I almost lost uh, it. <laughs> so I do have some of those now. Um, which gray hair doesn't come with age or stress. <laughs> trust me, my daughter was born with it. She's fine. Oh, how cute. She got a whole big head, head of gray hair. Oh, see, that's cute, though. And I think that's that's different. But mine came from stress. <laughs> <laughs> mine came from stress and anxiety, worry, uh, tiredness. I, I'm I'm totally a believer yeah. that mine <laughs> came from all of those things. Um, So, yeah, I, I saw those and I, I was really sad. But, you know, we have arrived. We have arrived. Um, yeah, so this is what it was. We were talking about our ages. Yes, we are. Okay, so what's your exact age? 28. I am 28. I was born on February 14th, 1992. Woo! Put your birthday yes, out there. Yes, let's just put it out there because uh, so people can know when I'm turning 29. Ah! <laughs> uh, ooh. So, hint, hint, whoever's out there. Hint, hint. Send her some flowers. 29. Um... Yeah, we, we we put our age out there. So, Ebony is 28. I'm 29. Yes. Um, we're working on our doctorate. We're also working on businesses. Yes. So, it's not like we we only have a family. We only have a doctor. We only have, like, a full-time job. Mm-hmm. We have more than that. We're juggling a lot. Mm-hmm. And the ball drops a lot. I, I, well, at least on my side. I know I dropped the ball, like... I'm doing something great on this side, but then this one is yes. Like, and then I catch myself the next week. Nope, I can't let that go so low. Yes. How is that experience for you? Um, my ball is currently on the ground. <laughs> I'm working on picking it up. Um, so for me, honestly, um, as Asha mentioned, we I I'm I'm fully booked, and I am not a parent, but. I do have my 10-year-old cousin with me. You are a parent. I, I guess you can. You're in the shoes of a parent. You may not <laughs> physically or biologically birth someone, but you are in the shoes of a parent. That is true. So I I am a, a guardian, I guess, um, in the role of a parent, like Ansha mentioned, and he's 10 years old. So it's a really unique situation. I don't mind sharing. Um, my aunt passed away um, in January from cancer. She had been battling it for about eight years. Um, and the year, about a year before she passed, she had got really sick. And so Caleb had came to stay with me. And he's been with me since about January of last year. So January of 2018, he's been with me consistently. Um, and so I said that to say this, it is first let me say I I appreciate parents in a different light it's really hard I do not see how you all do it Um, and I'm doing it as a single parent I guess you can say so that in itself is really difficult so I give props to all parents and especially single parents who are taking care of children 
I can imagine have I cannot imagine having multiples. That's how I feel. <laughs> I, no, um, I couldn't. It's the same thing. Like being a single parent is. I can't imagine. The thing is, I want, and I'm I'm hoping at some point someone will come into my life for that to happen. So I'm not I'm not excluding it out of my life, but it's. I think after a while it becomes second nature yes. and you don't really think about it. Absolutely. It has definitely and that's why I, I, I referenced the time is because now it is a lot easier. But initially, um, it was very difficult. Um and considering the situation it was a lot of talking and prayer needed as well. So I have grown to um be better and it's easier now for me but initially it was very difficult but um that's one ball that I never wanted to drop and Asha and I had this conversation lots of times and she's really helped me out that was one thing that I didn't want to drop the ball on was getting him the love and the the, the nurture that he needs so I have really worked to um put myself in the shoes of a parent and understand him as well as him being a, a 10-year-old who has, or almost 10-year-old who has lost his mom. Um, so that's one ball that I didn't want to drop. But as I mentioned, I do have a bunch of balls on the floor right now. Um, and I'm working on picking <laughs> those up. And I just started um, a book club. So that, <laughs> that I am excited about. I don't know how it's going to pan out. Um, it's a free book club. And I just wanted a platform for women of all ages, uh, ethnicities, whatever the case may be, to have a platform we could come and learn and grow together because there is something that Ansha can bring to the table that I can't bring to the table um, and vice versa. So I just want to have that platform where we can have um, a place to come together. Has Have you launched it yet? I have not. Um I am still in the... Because I want to know. I want to know. I mean, my life is... But <laughs> I want to know. I want to be part of a book club. I tried Oprah's book club, mm-hmm. and I can't keep up. It's just so fast-paced, really? especially with everything that um that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I could never keep up, and then I get so distraught. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't even read a book. Yeah, and see, I think that's the thing that I, I want to be mindful of, and I've, I've kind of, you know, toyed with this on a personal side on a part a personal note is that I wanted we're all busy like I don't know <laughs> any mother or even a single with no children we're all busy so there's no way yeah. that I want to put a 50 page reading limit on the group I would say 20 to 25 pages a week if that you know I, and I want to hear from um the the members to see what works for all of us because I think that is important and I, that's what I I like about the book club that I'm trying to start is that we can have that conversation I'm not sure how Oprah's yeah. book club work but I do want to have open forums we can we can conversate and grow together on this platform so I'm excited about it Ooh, that sounds like so much fun so we much will fun. see <laughs> do you have a schedule penned out to for you to juggle everything? Like, how are you going about? Because I, I suck at time management. I'm not even going to lie. I suck at time management. I suck at inconsistency or being consistent. And I know that's, like, one of the worst, the worst skills that you can suck at, especially being 
like owning so many things and starting up so many things but I just suck at it right like do you have a schedule panned out I I do not right now have a schedule I will say that I do plan to have meetings once a week I mean I think that's that's way more than enough time for us to have a conversation um and it of course it's free will so as you can pop in or pop out I do welcome that but I do want to have at least an hour to an hour and a half conversation because I do want to hear from different people different members of the group so I do not have a specific date set I am waiting until I'm back in school to see (laughs) what's going to work for me because once you're back in school, you know that mindset is totally on school. So I don't want to neglect my studies, yeah. um, but I do want to go ahead and start this platform. But the name of it is... It's a nice outlet, though. Y- yeah, and that's what I need. Besides you and I, because me and you, we could talk all day um, <laughs> about nothing or something. Um, so I, I'm I'm curious <laughs> to see what what conversation we can conjure up with different people. Is there a specific genre? I'm sorry. I'm asking so many questions because I'm so interested. Is there a specific <laughs> genre of um, books that you are going to focus on? Or is it because the reason why I'm asking is because there are book clubs that only focus on black culture, only focus on romance, only focus on por- like there is so many different like only focuses. I personally would love variety. Mm-hmm. And not just um, pin in on one because there's especially like the black culture and these stories and like real true stories. It is I feel sometimes like when when I read books, it's a burden, like it's heavy. Yes. And to talk about I'm not saying not to do Mm -hmm. it. Absolutely. I love it. And I want to read about it. But it I would love to break it up. Yes. Like to have that burden on me all the time for every book I read Mm -hmm. is heavy. It's very heavy. And like you, I do get um, slight anxiety uh, reading certain types of books. So I definitely want to stay away from a one-track record, just having the same thing over and over. Um, So I I do have a few books in mind. One book being um, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. That's such a classic I remember I that. remember it, but I don't remember it, which is a reason for me to reread it. Um, I think there's some conversation that could come from that that book that needs to happen today. It's, it's a very old book, um, and I think just rehashing that conversation or some of the things that sparked from that book, um, I can have a different mindset than what I had in high school. Or in middle yeah. school, I think, when I read it. So, um just doing so you're rereading you're rereading with your club yes that's one book that i will be rereading um i have another book in mind it's called queenie um it seems like it's a very interesting book it's about a young black lady who i think she lives in london and she she walks us through her life of romance and some of the really bad decisions that she's made so i'm really excited to see Ooh. Right, I'm I'm really excited to see the conversation that sparked from this book. So I'm kind of in between the those two right now, um, but I do think I I don't want to have books that that are all the same. That just wouldn't do the club. Justice. Okay, I think 
I think I have one more question about this book, <laughs> book stuff. Hopefully, another one doesn't pop up. Okay. But my last question is, so I, when I'm reading, even though, like, I read a lot for school, I'm a teacher, I do a lot, I do all of these things. When I'm reading, mm-hmm. it's difficult for me to figure out what to, um, to figure out what, what to pinpoint or what to talk about. So are you either going to have a topic of the week that you want to talk about within the chapters or are you going to have um, like a template for people to jot their ideas down? Like, how are you going to do that for the conversation to flow? Yeah, so I do. There are a few platforms that I've, I've seen that I really would like to use. Um, but I do have a Facebook currently. And I do want to do a... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know about that. Okay. What? Okay. Asha is really surprised because I'm not a social media person. <laughs> and I have no social media. I haven't had social media since... I think 2014. Yes, 2014. I wish I wish people could see my face. Yes, oh my that, it's, it's ridiculous, and I'm so shocked that that that's me. But yeah, I haven't had social media since 2014. So, needless to say, I am not understanding Facebook, and it's that's what's taking me <laughs> such a long time to get this off the ground. I don't understand Facebook and how the groups work. So that's something that I've been working on. But I do have a Facebook, and I do want to use that as my initial forum, um, mm-hmm. as a place for people to come and write down interesting questions or things that they would like to discuss. And as a facilitator, those are some of the things that I want to bring to the table, um, as well yes. as um, offering that opportunity for people to speak while we're in the actual meeting. So um, there's there I have I've been really thinking about this thing, but yeah, I do want people to pose their questions. I like that open concept. Like you're not you're not um, what should I say controlling the conversation. Yeah. You're keep leaving it open for everyone to put in their perspective. I really like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, and I, I I would love to have the opportunity at the end for people to just have an open conversation. And at that point, people can come or go as they please. But I do think it's important for, like I said, it's a place for us to grow. You can't just grow if I'm doing all the talking because I don't know everything. So I think yeah. having that uh, the opportunity for people to have a, to see an open dialogue, then they would be willing to um, come in or add to the table what some of us just can't add. Nice, nice. Any other business ventures? Um, or that's it for right now. Well, listen. <laughs> so I do have one more in the work, um, but that one has ceased at the moment, sim- uh, simply because um, of some life decisions of the person that I was working with. So um, as of right now, that's on on pause. But nice. Ansha is the number one juggler of business and has. <laughs> has actually soared and I'm going to say this before you tell us about it and I I, I, I might have said it one time when I first tried your products but I am so proud to have you as my friend yes I am so proud thank you you gotta make me cry I am so proud honestly because you are a mom working super hard 
you are working on a doctorate program or a doctorate degree. And I know firsthand how difficult that can be. And you have 15,000 businesses. <laughs> one of which I I want to get to 15,000. <laughs> I want to get to 15,000. That would be amazing. Yes. One of which I am so proud that you have ventured out on. Um, I'm going to let you tell your own story, but um, I have personally experienced um, your products, and I am I, I'm I'm floored with um, the benefits that I've seen from it personally. So um, yes, I'm happy. <laughs> I am happy that I can say, Ansha, yes, that's my friend. So tell <laughs> us about everything that you have going on. Oh my goodness. Okay, where do I start? Um, okay, yes, I'm a mom. I am as you as we heard before, I am a doctoral student. Um, I'm a teacher, I'm a chemistry teacher in high school. Chemistry. So y'all. you know how difficult <laughs> that is because this generation whew, my generation. I love them. <laughs> I hated chemistry. Love them. Love them. Um but there's a lot a lot new now than when I was a teenager or even in my early 20s. Yes. Um, but going to what Ebony was talking about, I launched a hair care line. Absolutely. And the reason why I launched it was because my daughter was born with beautiful, thick, long hair. And I kept using products and products and products and they would either dry it out, break it up, and not care for it as as it should. Um, and that that was heartbreaking to me. And then I looked at, I remember one day I sat and I was looking up all the products or the ingredients in these products. And mm-hmm. they were all like chemicals and all different things. So I decided to start trying. Trying things, trying ingredients that there were no chemicals in it. Um, granted, because they're natural ingredients, you it's a hit or miss for a lot of things. Or there are some things, yep. like some situations that you will run into with the natural products compared to if you had the chemical to deter that or to like um, slow it down from happening. But um, yeah, so I just start, started to do that. I started to try it out on my hair. And then I used to give my cousin, my cousin was natural or is natural for probably like three years now. Um, I used to give my cousin products to try and then she would tell me what she likes, what she doesn't like. And then I started to give it to my other cousin because she's natural too. Mm-hmm. And um, once they started, I started to give it to my aunts and they're like, they loved it. So I yes. decided to launch it and I decided to name it after my daughter because she was the start of everything. She's the reason why it all started. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that yeah so that's ebony was talking about trying the products and stuff like that it's hair care no chemicals literally i if if i'm not using it or if someone in my family is not using it then it won't be out there like i would not i would not put it out there i would not launch it so currently right now i'm working on getting the hair care routine line up to par yeah. And then I'm working on launching the men's beard line. What? So I yes. Yes, 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 yes. So my cousin tried it and then my cousin gave me a link to his friend who literally tries 
like their products. So I literally just sent out samples of the men's hair care line. Not hair care, well, beard care line. Let me not say hair care line. Beard care line (laughs) to him. And I'm waiting for feedback. And I just cannot wait. Because once that's done, oh my goodness. Men, get your beards together. I had no idea about the beard care. Now that is a cut above, honey. I am super happy for you and super proud. Thanks. Beard. Yeah, but I know. I know. And I'm trying to do, like, I'm trying to do, so I'm, to pay it forward, what I did, I started a nonprofit um, that helps students with entrepreneurship, empowerment, education, different things like that, because I, I just think that whatever I know other like people don't have to be going through the struggle of knowing like I should be able to teach them how to go about doing stuff how to to um succeed and pursue their dreams and goals absolutely so yeah so I have the nonprofit that I'm so excited for the work once the quarantine is over or once like the virus is we can control it then we can do more but that's on its way and um I recently you don't know this actually but I recently and this is how this came up I recently started to manage social media accounts what yes so what happened was I was looking for a social media manager for the hair care line mm-hmm. and then I want to, I'm starting to launch my brand to like my personal brand that branches off with all my, um, cause my dream is to be a mogul. I'm going to work up to it. I'm going to get there. (laughs) Um, Yes, you got it. (laughs) My personal brand to launch, like to, to break off all of my businesses and things like that. So I was looking for a social media manager or like marketing, like a marketing strategist or analyst or thing, different things like that. And I, I'm a person, I will talk to people I know before yeah. I will go to someone I don't know. If you're mm-hmm. my friend or I know what you're doing, I will talk to you. I will try to do something with you, try to partner with you on something before I go to anyone else. <coughs> so I spoke to people I know, and unfortunately, um, they didn't take me seriously. So mm. I decided to educate myself on it. Mm-hmm. So what I started to do is I started to build up like my brother has his own business, my father has their businesses. Um, I'm doing mine, so I started to build up um, managing social media like that, and then I have companies reaching out to me like, "All right, what are you doing? Because I I want you to manage my social media," and I'm just like, "Whoa, wow! How am I gonna balance like everything and do it?" But I'll get myself together. I promise. Yeah. This weekend, I'll get myself together. <laughs> you got it. That is amazing. And those things I would have never thought about. Managing yeah. social media and beard care. Like, I just, your mind is amazing to me. That is absolutely amazing that you can think of these things and make them work for your benefit. Like, wow. But you're doing it. Takes it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Yeah. Trust me. My, 
my mind I just it just keeps going and I think mm-hmm. I have to slow myself down because otherwise I would have like 10 businesses up and running and it'd be like alright you kind of need to slow down you can't manage everything at one time mm-hmm. but then I think about what's going on in the world and I'm like if I don't do it then who will right absolutely and that's the thing is that you you never want to get 55 and say dang I wish I had done that that's my fear I think that's one of my greatest fears is getting 45 55 and saying oh my gosh I wish I had done this and not be had done it so um. Wow. Yeah. Uh, any more? I told you fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand. <laughs> for for right now, no. For right now, I think that's it. I there's some other things good. in the in the making that I would love to do, but um, I need to organize myself first. Right. Right. I really and I think that's all of us. Yeah. That's that's definitely all of us. I I wanted to mention this because you you are a businesswoman, um, an entrepreneur, um, according to Forbes. You know, according to Ford, yep. <laughs> um, they they talk about according to the 2018 State of Women on Business report commissioned by American Express, while the number of women-owned businesses grew an impressive 58 percent from 2007 to 2018, the number of firms owned by Black women grew by a stunning 164 percent. Wow. Um, nearly three times um, the other rate. But here's the the part that I really want to uh, talk about. Um, there are 2.4 million African American women-owned businesses in 2018. Um, most owned by women, 35 to 54. So I, I brought that point up because I had I remember reading this article. I brought that point up to say you're how old? 29. Most owned by women 35 to 54. So you are six years advanced. And I think that's that's amazing. So you beat statistics. That's <laughs> let's talk about that. We always talk about the bad statistics. You beat yeah. um a stat. So I think that's that's amazing. I think I, I think what it is though is like um, tradition or society tell us oh we're too young we have our whole life to live we have our whole life to do this you're too young to do Absolutely. this take your time slow down time will come and I I don't operate like that I literally I try to break those um, mental barriers because it's a mental barrier like no one in society yes. is telling you that oh because you're 29 or because you're 25 or because you're 21 you can't do something that is a mental okay. barrier. If you educate yourself on it, and educating yourself just means reading. There is so much yep. information to your disposal. Just read. Like, read yes. it. Get it from somewhere. Absolutely. And that's why I want to start this book club. Because if I can just get young ladies to read and educate ourselves, I think I have done something um, to benefit to benefit all of us so yes just read and educate yourself um that's that's so important and i think we we have been programmed to stop and slow down um and like you mentioned we people say we have our whole lives actually no we don't um people are dying at very young ages and i think it's important for us to 
if, if, if I'm not doing this, I'm doing something else. Yeah. So you might as well do what you really want. And I think people are dying at such young ages right now. We can't afford to wait. Um, mm-hmm. If we wait too long, you've been unmissed it. <laughs> yeah. And we're not saying, like, you won't fail. Trust me, I have failed so many times. I Ooh. have closed businesses so many yes. times. I have failed. I have given up and then got back up. And I think that's, that's a big part. Like, if you can get your yep. mind to a space where you can get back up it's all it's all a mind a mindset thing it's all mindset it's all about like how you think because i know i could go yes. i can go to get my nails done i could i could take care of myself but i know at the same time i'm tr- thinking about okay how do i make something better it's all about how you're thinking it's what are you doing what are you doing with your time I'm not saying to work 24-7 because that's unhealthy. And unfortunately, that's what I do. But. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all. But it's like, don't waste. Don't waste the precious time that you have to even, even if it's like 15 minutes. I remember when I was doing my master's, um, I would bring Kate to gymnastics and sit there for an hour with my computer, write my paper. Or like, just do something. Wow. Dedication. Don't waste the time. That's amazing. Absolutely. And it's so easy. And I think, um, I must say this one last thing. I think that's why I didn't have social media. Because I I found myself, while I was working on my associates at the time, um, I found myself wasting so much time in social media. And so, um, it's, it's, it's really hard not to waste time. And especially... When you do have social media, I feel like you can just get on there and scroll yep. and scroll all yep. day. Trust me, I know. I had to delete TikTok. <laughs> I was on TikTok for hours. And the day would just yeah. go like, what are you doing? No, be productive. Yeah, yeah. And it, it makes you feel bad. I think if you're a productive person at heart, it does make you feel bad. Um, so it's yeah. like a guilt, I, a guilt trip. <laughs> yes, it, it, it is. It really is. It, it takes you down a lane. That you sh- no one should go. You just yeah, <laughs> and you don't want to feel guilty all the time. And social media, I think it sucked me. And I'm not saying it does that for everybody, but it literally I I can remember me just going for hours on end, um, and that wasn't good for my grades. So I, I instantly made a change. Yeah, and I just haven't gone back. <laughs> <laughs> but you're about to get back on now, so that's okay. Yeah, that's crazy, but I'm I'm going to try um, <laughs> to just use it for the book club, but we will see. Uh, I don't plan to um, use it for personal reasons, so hopefully that can help me um, maintain. But at this point, six years out, I, I really, I don't need it, need it yeah. now. I think at the age of 20 and 22, I, I think I did need it then, um, but now I think I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Yes. Okay, so I think that is our conversation. Um, As Asha mentioned earlier, she and I just have a conversation weekly. um, And this is our first time letting you guys in on our conversation. We really appreciate you all for joining us. Make sure you come back next week for our next conversation. We should have some awesome things planned for that as well. Um, But this one we just really winged, which I think went pretty good. So. And I hope I hope it was beneficial for for those who are listening. I really do hope it was beneficial because this is this is us like 
being being vulnerable vulnerable um yes. and opening <laughs> up and sharing this is literally what we have a conversation about every saturday morning absolutely <laughs> and it, it lasts an hour hour and a half however we mm-hmm. want it to go um so this is this was real and authentic and you got to see our real conversation how we talk i think we were a little bit more put together because we we are (laughs) recording today but we usually just let it out um but we did try to maintain a little bit but maybe next week we can be a little more comfortable and um let you guys in on how things really really are uh, how they're going for us so i'm excited Yep, don't forget to subscribe and get the notification for our next one. Absolutely. And until next time, we will see you later. Bye. Bye.